Welcome to the ESOP Minicast. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Brett Kiesling, and as it says on my business cards, I'm a passionate advocate for employee ownership. Next week on our primary EO ESOP podcast, I'm very excited to bring you a deep dive conversation with Thomas Dudley, who's the co-founder and CEO of Certified EO. There are a lot of really exciting things underway at Certified EO. For example, you'll hear about their directory of employee-owned companies that currently has about 5,000 entries. Today I'm going to bring you an excerpt from that full conversation, where Thomas will share how Certified EO came about and how it developed the parameters for membership. As you know, at the podcast, we celebrate and amplify all forms of employee ownership, sometimes at the same time. So at the end of this episode about Certified EO, I'm going to share an exclusive discount code for podcast listeners that will save you $25 off the NCEO's virtual annual conference in April 2021. As you listen to Thomas Dudley, you'll hear he references his EO AHA moment as well as his graduate school background, and he shares both on next week's full episode. He also references a blog post, and we'll include a link to that blog post in our show notes. Here's my conversation with Thomas Dudley. When you formed Certified EO in 2016, what was the intent and what do you mean by Certified EO? Yeah, that's a great question. So the big intent is really, as I mentioned, to create national recognition for employee-owned business. And there are many people in the employership space doing all sorts of great work. Our unique contribution is focusing on on really the, the main street audience the normal person, helping them, first of all, helping our community tell this story in a way that resonates with millions of people, uh, people who are not financial experts, who are not necessarily business owners looking to sell, but just more more regular folks and helping them see, well, hey, first, this is an option. Second, there are a lot of companies doing this nearby. If you buy these products, you can help your local economy. If you go and get a job here, it can create a financial opportunity for you and your family, right? If we base our economy around this, it's going to anchor businesses and communities and create more stability. It's going to recession-proof some, some towns. It's going to root these businesses locally so that factories don't, don't move as much. So we want people to see the, the, the opportunities, both for them individually, but also for their communities. And I think by doing that, we can help create this broad base of support for this idea, which will help everyone in our community. Ultimately, by doing this, we will reach business owners. So we will help facilitate more conversions to employership to grow the space. We'll drive more resources into existing companies to help them grow and grow the space. Uh, We'll make everyone's job easier in terms of that outreach. If everyone already knows about a couple employee-owned companies and has this positive opinion, um, that'll help when when other folks are reaching out to the business owners, that sort of thing. So the big intent is is combining the reach of all these different companies to start this drumbeat of support and do something that'll be good for the whole community, but that we can only achieve through this coordinated effort by working together. So that's our big our big picture. And that was what we were thinking about when I was in graduate school. The link there is um, between discovering this idea, having that aha moment, and then coming up with this idea, I, I got interested in public opinion on employee ownership. So was in graduate school, 2015, 2016, actually got involved in the 50 by 50 initiative with the Democracy Collaborative as well. So I was on that team as the, the researcher and doing that work. And, and I was lucky enough to sit in on this great convening where all these different uh, people from like Lauren Rod, uh, yeah, Lauren Rogers and Corey Rosen from the NCO and Michael Keeling from the ESOP Association and Melissa Hoover from the Democracy at Work Institute and all these different people from all, all over the space came together 
um, to talk about all these different ideas. And I was lucky enough to be in the room because I was, I was part of that 50 by 50 initiative, helping do some of the data and all that. And something that struck me both after that meeting, but then also uh, as I was thinking about this idea was just what do, what do normal people think about this, right? I get there's this very passionate community. I get there's these true believers who see this and I'm, I'm one of them, but what is what does the normal person think? And so I looked for research and I had seen some people who had, had studied this at the time, maybe like 20 or 30 years prior in the 80s, maybe the 90s, but I, had, I didn't see anything recent. And we've had some great advances in survey technology. So I used the Google Consumer Surveys platform to run some, some quick surveys of public opinion on employnership, wanted to understand consumer sentiment, but also job seekers, and found really strong support. I found consumers as interested in this as, as fair trade and organic. I found job seekers about twice as interested in employee-owned as a great place to work. So found this really strong, positive support. And then this kind of links with the question of, well, how do you actually even find these businesses, right? And so the idea of the certification program is this is a proven model to create that visibility. And what you're doing is leveraging the reach of all these different businesses. I think ballpark, there's about $300 billion in revenue among co companies that meet our certification standard and are employee-owned. That's huge reach, right? If we can get everyone on the same page with the same mark, the same simple message, that's how we're going to get this out there and, and get this in front of those 300 million Americans. So that was kind of what was forming in our head in terms of the motivation for the certification program. Obviously, to have such a program, you need to have a distinction. What does it mean to be employee-owned? Our intention with that is not to be the arbiters of who's a good employee-owned business and who's a bad one. No one really cares what we think on that level, right? This is a means to an end. It's not about us being the, the gatekeeper. But you do have to have that. And so big part of 2016 was reaching out to people to, to have that conversation and try to understand, okay, what does it really mean to be employee-owned? And where, where should we set that standard? We probably talked about 150 people, companies, service providers, trade associations, I mean, all, all over the space. What emerged was, was, and I actually, it's funny, I have a blog post I'm going to put up on this in actually a week or two, but what emerged are basically three categories, right? There's, there's money as an aspect of employee ownership, there's involvement in decision-making, and then there's involvement in governance. And different people across the space have different opinions on, on like which of those three is important and to what degree. But what we found is that the big common thread is, is the money side. And really, if, if, if you aren't creating that wealth building for everyone in a broad-based way, it's hard to say that's employee-owned. And you might think there are other things that need to happen as well. People might disagree with you, but I think everyone, at least the common thread we saw in those conversations was the financial aspect is really what is the common thread across all these different aspects of the community. And the, the, the wealth building is really what's going to going to move the needle on, on wealth inequality as well, which is one of the strongest motivations here is, is addressing wealth inequality and, and creating this more egalitarian or, or open uh, way of, of doing business that, that has broad-based benefits and doesn't just benefit a few people. So with that in mind and, and kind of based on this broad consensus or not even consensus, but, but these 150, 200 conversations we had and, and trying to pick out the, the common threads there, we ended up setting our certification standards around significant broad-based ownership. So significant would be at least 30% of the business owned by employees, excluding founders. Broad-based means access is open to everyone and concentration is limited. And we have more specific criteria that underlie that. Now, some people hear those standards and they say, wait, we're 100% employee-owned. Why 30? That seems low. Or, hey, we have, uh, you know, in the worker co-op space, people might say, well, we have our employees on the board, right? And, and that's that's much higher. And that's that's true. But if you zoom out to the broader economy, about one in 200 American businesses meet our standards, right? So it's only half of 1% of businesses that are 30% broad-based. 
So this is a very high bar when you when you start thinking about what the status quo looks like. And on top of that, from the certification standpoint, given our mission, it's really a means to an end here. We need enough reach to actually reach 300 million people in America. And so it, I think it's both for those sort of pragmatic reasons, but then also in view of, of the fact that it is a very high bar. Um, we ended up setting our, our, our standards there. I hope you enjoyed this excerpt of my full conversation with Thomas Dudley that will be available next week on our primary EO ESOP podcast, available wherever you get podcasts and at www.esoppodcast.com. We have over 260 episodes in our archives, and I hope you'll check them out. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, NCO's virtual annual conference will be held April 20th to 21st, 2021, with a pre-conference on April 16th. I'm registered, and I hope you will too. When you register, use the discount code EOPODCAST25 to save $25 off the cost of registration. Our country is going through a lot together right now, and that's how we'll get through it, together, which is in the best spirit of employee ownership. Thank you so much for listening. This is Brett Kiesling. Be well. We'd love to hear from you. To contact us, find us on Facebook at Kesop LLC and on Twitter at Aesop Podcast. To reach Brett with one T, email brett at kesop.com on LinkedIn at Brett Kiesling, and most actively on Twitter at EO underscore Brett. Again, that's one T. This podcast has been produced by the Keysop Group. Technical assistance provided by Third Circle Inc. and Bitsy Plus Design. Original music composed by Max Kiesling. Archival podcast material edited and produced by Brian Kiesling. And I'm Bitsy McCann.